This is Fantasy Flicks League. With your hosts, Ryan Meharry, Mike McClendon, and Amy Ruffle. Welcome to the Fantasy Flicks League podcast, the only movie analysis podcast that lets you in on the action. I'm your host, Mike McClendon, and with me is neither of our two normal hosts. Uh, Ryan is in Kansas City, probably flying back. Congrats to him and his Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to the Super Bowl. And Amy is sick and didn't want to get us uh, contagioned. Um, so, uh, pulling their duty today, I've roped in producer Joe. Hello. And my love, Marcy Minton. Hello. Uh, Marcy, you, are, uh, uh, you have been brought up on this podcast before. Um, in fact... Uh, we started recording this podcast right when you and I started dating. So our dating life has been uh, over the course of this podcast. Yep. And I te- uh, tended to listen to the podcast just to hear those moments where you would talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you would listen to like the first like bit of business. The first 10 minutes or so just to see if you brought us up. It was fun. It was yeah. fun to see what you said about us. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I wonder if there's anybody else out there who only checked in for that. <laughs> There's a there's a whole like subgroup of people who are just in it for, just for that just for that yeah, yeah yeah they they bother us on iTunes yeah. they're like yeah what's what's new in that development don't care about box office um how are you guys doing good pretty well yeah yeah mm-hmm. Joe you said you've been watching a lot of music videos this week or uh, documentaries yeah a lot of music documentaries yeah just trying to study up on some different producers uh, got an artist in town so I'm trying to see what kind of stuff she's into right now. Great. Any documentaries yeah. stand out? Uh, yeah, the Defiant ones right now on HBO. It's about Jimmy Iovine and uh, Dr. Dre. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. Right, Marcy. What are you watching these days? Oh, you know, some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right now. I'm like between TV. I, I, I have finished like the series I was watching and am trying to like find something else. So I'm just kind of channel surfing at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Okay, great. Well, we actually saw a couple of movies this weekend. You and I did. We uh, did. Is that what? Is that what you wanted me to say when you asked? No, no. I was just uh, <laughs> just making conversation. I feel like I got the answer wrong because I talked about TV. This podcast is about movies. <laughs> oh, guys, <laughs> I'm screwing it up. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. Um, all right. Well, we might as well get to the heart of it. Uh, today's going to be kind of a special episode. We're going to hit all of our um, important details. Um, we're going to crunch some numbies. We'll preview some stuff next week. Uh, but on the back half, um, we're going to talk about two movies that we saw this weekend that have been out for a minute, but that we wanted to definitely check in on. Um, and those are going to be Marriage Story. We're finally going to hit that. I watched it. Um, and Little Women. So uh, if you are into those two movies and kind of want to know how we felt about those, stick around. But first, let's crunch some numbies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So... Uh, what was big this weekend? Well, we had two movies come out, and uh, if you listen to our podcast last week, we really woofed it when it came to predicting bad boys for life. Yeah, you guys were real shaky on bad boys, yeah. <laughs> which uh, is fair. It didn't look like it was going to be, I mean, the greatest movie. I didn't know that so many people really cared about 
the franchise of bad boys yes i was 40 million dollars off of my guess uh Ooh. bad boys made 62 million dollars this weekend wow shattered geez. expectations it seems like people still are into the bad boys for life it it uh launched a fourth movie will be made in this franchise um that's how well it did oh uh, man. either of you have any interest in seeing bad boys for life <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about it. Do you know who's in it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is the third in a trilogy. I have no idea. <laughs> Great. I love it. Uh, it's a Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. Uh, oh, joint. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah the yeah. bad boys. They sing bad, bad boys. boys. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we really undervalued this. And it, I think part of the reason I did is it seemed like we turned on Will Smith a little bit this past year. Like mm-hmm. Aladdin did well, but uh, the genie was goofy. Really, I, I heard, I didn't see it, but I heard that people were saying that he was like the best part of that movie. Is yeah. That, was that not the consensus? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think people really liked him, but like when the C- the CGI was what everybody made fun of. He yeah. was silly. It was silly. wonky looking from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. But it's um, not his fault. No. That's not his fault. <laughs> I like that you're already sticking up for him. I like Will Smith. I do too. I'm sorry that I didn't know that he was in this movie. I've enjoyed no. him in many features in the past. Yeah. 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 I'm a I like Will Smith as well. Uh I just didn't think that there'd be momentum for this old franchise, but there definitely was. Um and it was released in the perfect time. Like these are kind of the doldrums of January. Um, yeah. so people wanted to see a new movie and they went out and they made Bad Boys for Life that movie. <laughs> but you know what movie they did not want to see this weekend was Doctor Doolittle or Doolittle. Do you know about this one? I know it's about animals. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Perfect. Uh, well, it's based off of you, the, the ongoing, I guess, like, this has been intellectual property for a while, no. Dr. Doolittle. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there was a Disney one from the 60s, and then a few years ago, the Eddie Murphy version. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they remade it again with Robert Downey Jr., and this was Stink City. It, this did very bad. It did not look like it honestly could have gone any other way from like all of the, not only the trailers, but the advertising yeah. that, that we especially see in LA of his very just confused looking faces at all of these like CGI animals. Yeah. <laughs> People were not down for this. It, it was uh, like it allegedly had a lot of uh, production uh, problems and stuff in it. Oof. I did not see it. I had fun reading the reviews of it. Um, this like on the heels of cats. It's very clear like people don't want bad CGI talking animals. animals no. um, I also heard it looks like Robert Downey Jr. is dubbed over the entire movie. Um, like like his lips don't match, Ooh, uh, like just like a bad idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it seems like they just this is one of those movies that could have been a summer release because of all the talent behind it, mm-hmm. um, but they just didn't care enough about it. I think it just got dumped. I think they knew oh. they had a a turkey on their hands, <laughs> a talking turkey, mm-hmm. CGI talking turkey. Yeah, and they dumped it. And, and the also <laughs> the other thing that I heard about this movie. Spoiler warning: Sorry if you didn't get out this weekend to see it. <laughs> the like. The climax has to do with a dragon's fart or something being in a dragon's butt. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> that's the climax. Yeah, that's the climax. That's yeah. the most exciting part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You get Robert Downey Jr. to do something after Iron Man, and that's what you're going to have him do. It is funny that he, yeah, he uh, <laughs> left the Marvel uh, franchise and stepped into what will not be a franchise. No. Because he- this one's done. 
There's only so many dragons, but climaxes you can have. Yeah, honey. What? <laughs> talking about dragon butt climaxes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't be such a prude. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so Bad Boys uh, was number one. 1917, still doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's number two at the box office. Made $22 million this year. Um, or $22 million this weekend. That brings it up to seventy six. The other big news about 1917 is it won the Producers Guild Award this weekend. Ooh. Um, which really, movies that tend to win that, and uh, and you got to remember Sam Mendes won. It also won at the Golden Globes. This is probably now the uh, presumptive favorite to win Best Picture. Wow. Uh, which is really interesting, because all year yeah. we've talked about uh, the Irishman, and we've talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Parasite, all these movies, and then Christmas Day, nineteen seventeen, came out, and it's building momentum. It's a war movie. Um, yeah, it's it's, it, it's kind of checking all the boxes. Yeah, yeah, it's all shot to look like one shot. Um, so if you ended up having that in your league last year, I think uh, you've got a pretty good chance to get a lot of points come Oscar night off of that. Mm. Uh, Doolittle at three. Here's another interesting piece of news. At number four, Jumanji, the next level. Still. And the reason why I say that is interesting is because it has uh, jumped Star Wars. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Doesn't that have CGI'd animals in it? Jumanji? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe they're well, just done better? I don't think they talk. Yeah, I was about to say, do they oh, talk and they act? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the problem is that in cartoons, when you see animals talk, it's like it's fun. They're expressive. The CGI ones are a little like Uncanny Valley yeah. looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it can be made... It could be done well. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't for Doolittle. <laughs> uh, but I think it's fascinating. Jumanji was released before Star Wars. Um, and, and now it's and it's doing better than Star Wars. More people are interested in continuing to see that wow. um, than Star Wars. Yeah. Interesting. Um, coming in at number six was Little Women. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the little engine that could. It's up to $84 million. This is, we saw this. Oh, yeah. We were talking yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just Mercy, Knives Out, Like a Boss, and then closing things out in the top ten were Frozen, too. So a lot of stuff that's been around. Uh, again, the two new releases are out. I can see Bad Boys sticking around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I can even see it holding on this weekend. Doolittle, I think, will continue to fall and will be uh, released on some sort of streaming platform silently uh, <laughs> in a couple months. <laughs> yep. It'll be dumped somewhere. It will be dumped somewhere uh, unceremoniously. Um <laughs> Well, let's look ahead uh, while we're talking about this, because there's really not much coming out this weekend. Yeah, I was about to say, what do we even have this weekend? This weekend is a, a movie called The Gentleman. Uh, this is a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh. Um, great cast. Matthew McConaughey, Hugh Grant uh, toplining this, uh, and then all the typical Guy Ritchie folks. Any women in this movie? No! It's a Guy Ritchie <laughs> film. The director the has Guy in his name. Yeah, yeah. He's not Gal Ritchie. No, Gal the movie Ritchie. is Gentleman. Yeah. The Gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to see women in flicks, you get Gal Gadot to direct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just making sure. Yeah. I was just, I'm so tired of seeing so many women in all the movies this year uh, and all the time, you know? It, you're it, too it. many. Too many females yes. in movies in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going to clear out and give you this space uh, to definitely talk about this. Um, but it, but it's true. Like if you look at a lot of the best picture nominees, Ford versus Ferrari is about two men racing Manly cars. Men. Mm-hmm. The Irishman. In fact, a lot of these movies this year, the common theme is about men facing their uh, 
like their age or facing like yeah the inevitable right the mm-hmm. irishman is that once upon a one time, time in hollywood is, is that um ford versus ferrari is that um uh so yeah the gentleman is about gentlemen um will be out i don't think people will see it um we'll we'll no. we probably won't guess this weekend box office uh we'll save that for next weekend but again everything else out this weekend is kind of small uh nothing too big so um that's that mm. yeah i think we should jump into the heart of today's podcast yeah. so i'm i'm excited just to to witness this this is gonna be fun yeah yeah so uh let's talk marriage story first uh cool yeah cool mm. um because joe you you saw this i saw this ago. yeah i probably saw it like a, a week or two after it came out on uh, Netflix. Okay. Did you see um, it in theaters or here? Nope. I saw it in my home. In your home. I did. I was thinking about seeing it in theaters because I, I knew how just beautiful the movie was going to be. Yeah. But um, I wanted like, you know, it was a Netflix thing. I wanted to give into the Netflix vibe. Yeah. Well, if you, um, if you had been listening to this podcast, you know that Ryan and I both have, we've talked about this movie a little bit on the podcast saying like our reluctance to see it because uh, uh, we ha- have both gone through divorces. Um, but having been on the other side of it now, I really like this movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, mm. And I would say it's about a divorce for sure, but I feel it's also about marriage and, uh, and love and all those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's about that even more than just the divorce itself. You know, the whole thing tells their entire story just just kind of centered around the idea that, you know, they they have to separate at this certain point now. Yeah. You know, it's like everything that built up to that and everything that they have to look, you know, look at that past that point. Yeah. 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 Um, we watch it as a couple. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. is, yep. and I was also really reluctant to see it yeah. I assumed it would be depressing yeah. and like a big Debbie Downer mm-hmm. and like I I in general don't like watching um, movies about dysfunctional relationships because I it's just like I'm kind of past that point in my life and I'm, yeah. I don't really relate to that anymore when people are just like behaving badly and not communicating and like doing things that are like no just go go get therapy like learn how to communicate it's not a big deal this movie shouldn't exist like <laughs> you know <laughs> if like like the, like the plot is built around just like people acting like children that drives me nuts and i was afraid that this might have some of that and i was afraid that it would be hard to watch them fighting and i was afraid that i would get attached to their relationship and then be really sad when it ended but the way they structured it kind of prevented that because they started with the divorce so you mm-hmm. kind of like it wasn't like you I think if it had started at the very beginning when they met and just was like a kind of a straight narrative progression it would have been more difficult to see it end mm-hmm. yeah but yeah this movie I like uh, I heard a good sum up of it is it's not so much about divorce so much as the process of divorce yeah. and like um I guess like the headaches that can come with it how like lawyers can get involved and muck things up um <laughs> right uh and I agree with you. It's about people who like could be communicating, but it feels like a lot of the mistakes that were made in the movie are ones that are like natural ones that you can see because people aren't communicating. Yeah, but also I think uh, I I came away feeling like yeah they were right to get a divorce. Like yeah, that she wasn't getting what she needed. He. Mm-hmm maybe was maybe wasn't i don't know but like it seems like they're better off it wasn't like oh they could have saved it if they had just like been more mature or, like communicated or 
it was like no they did the right thing and i feel good about i feel good about their choice yeah yeah and it's nice that it does start from a point where you're not getting attached to them as a couple where you're like oh they should work it's like the movie kind of starts with like what they love about each other love that mm-hmm. uh, i thought it started off really nice it bookended really well really really well yeah yeah but um but the lovely thing about it was i don't know like it felt so human it felt mm-hmm. like they were human yeah. beings making mistakes and you understand why they made those mm-hmm. those mistakes but i agree like they it felt like that couple that were convincing themselves they could be together until they realize like oh we're better off not that yeah. way yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they'll probably be happier in their next relationships yeah yeah no, exactly yeah i mean and everything that you said was like it was just beautifully said because you're completely right in the fact that um like it was great to show their their love like you know right at first and then just hit you with like but the divorce is happening and Mm -hmm. so you don't climax with the divorce like you would kind of expect a movie like this to go you know right yeah so yeah like you're saying the whole process yeah yeah um and i'm not uh i i have to be upfront i'm not a big noah bombach uh watcher i don't i'm not familiar i'm familiar with his work but i haven't watched a lot of it but uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really thought it was well written and well directed and funny. So funny, so much yeah. more like funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had some real like laugh out loud moments. I've laughed like louder at some things than I have in a lot of comedy, in a lot of just mm-hmm. like straight comedies. I would even say it. Um, going into this, I was scared like it would crush me and make me cry and things like that. But I, I did not cry in this one. Like there were like some sensitive moments, and I think like actually. When, watching grown men cry on screen sometimes <laughs> is a trigger for me so there were a couple moments like yeah. uh, where adam driver's lip was all quivery or um scarlett johansson had two real great just mm-hmm. the single tear down the face <laughs> seeds and those always kind of get me um or when she's like keeping herself very composed and then she rounds the corner and just mm-hmm. breaks down that that was tough yeah yeah that was yeah yeah but but it, all that said I laughed more than I like felt sad in this movie. Yeah, same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because again, the the comedy came from such human moments, like the serving the papers. That yeah was the best scene I've seen in anything in so long. I think it was mm-hmm. so funny, and I just because like you can you can really see that happening. Like I could see yeah. my mom and sister behaving exactly <laughs> like that, the same way. Yeah, yeah. Because they become attached, like, you become attached to those people in your life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like it's sad for them to lose yeah. uh, uh, Charlie in that moment. Like, they of love course. him. Uh, they're almost rooting against her because <laughs> they're, like, rooting for him. Uh, all that stuff is, like, really gummy and complicated. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like, too, like, I think some of those scenes could have been seen as over the top. But because they were a family of actors, like, her mom, w- her mom was an actor, right? Yeah. yeah yeah and mm-hmm. she was in it's like no they would they would act they would be over the top they would of be kind of crazy and neurotic and like f- floating yeah, they're like, like an la showbiz family <laughs> yeah. oh yeah exactly yeah, they're gonna express their emotions like they're mm-hmm. not gonna repress them and yeah so that was really fun to watch and to that end like you we know nothing about driver's family other than what's like talked about and like that yeah. kind of maybe shows like 
why the stoicism that he has or the stubbornness that he has of like mm-hmm. staying in new york and like uh the multiple times throughout the movie where he's like we're a new york family mm-hmm. and it's like it feels like you've always thought that you've never mm-hmm. talked about uh yeah. yeah but she also mentions that he's great at making anyone his like he's great at creating a family where he goes so if he has created that family with that theater company if that's his family then it kind of shows like more of a reason why he wouldn't want to leave yeah yeah it's a great movie too in that it doesn't um really villainize anyone that's what Mm -hmm. i i I like most and what what we're talking about about you know them showing the love and the process and everything it's like yeah each person feels so real and the fact that there's no black and white like yeah there's no villainizing there's good things happen and bad things happen and like everyone's just trying their best and, yeah and, and especially the the um the serving uh scene mm-hmm. plays it out so perfectly yeah 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 uh i love that scene i think my personal favorite is the when the woman comes over to observe him and his oh, son yeah. at his <laughs> sad dad single apartment oh, and it's gosh. so Oh, it's like hard to watch. It's so awkward just seeing her like, yeah, sit there. She (laughs) nails that. She's like in a movie of great performances. (laughs) She might be the sneaky star. Yeah, because she's the little little show stealer. Oh, big time! But just the. the scene in the kitchen where uh, after he has oh, hurt himself is he's like, oh, I'm fine. Or when he's trying to like open the door oh, for like, her. And he reaches yeah. around her. It's great. Oh, it's great. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, which which does me. Uh, so let's. I want to transition now into the performance because mm. there's a lot of like uh, nominations in this movie. Right. Mm. You got Driver, Johansson and uh, Laura Dern. Uh, I think Laura Dern is a big favorite for Best Supporting Actress. Mm. Uh, we were talking about we love mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. yeah and she deserves it definitely for yeah this. yeah the the lawyers were really that was fun too you get to see three different lawyers like oh. uh, uh, Laura Dern Ray Liotta and Alan Alda mm-hmm. oh man Alan Alda oh, boy I mean all of those I'm not saying yeah. one was better than the other but I just mm-hmm. love that character he's just so he's so lovable but just so like uh, what is the word like ineffect, ineffective yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> inefficient there's that time where he's like trying to tell a joke and adam driver just looks up at the clock he's like watching i've done this before where you're like yeah. you're paying somebody by the hour and you are watching the money mm-hmm. you are you're just. watching like the money drain away for nothing mm-hmm. um uh, but the thing i also like about uh alan alda's character is like the other two lawyers are in these like downtown la you can look through their window they shoot in a way where like you look out their windows you're like oh that that's a beverly hills lawyer like you're Mm -hmm. looking out on westwood like you can see all that alan alda's in this like strip mall like i've been in that lawyer's (laughs) office too not a lawyer but my car insurance guy like that's what his office looks like i remember getting car insurance here in la and he was like he's like i don't do email like and he didn't do like computer everything was just piles of paper no like, way. like it was like a hoarder's auto insurance guy wow yeah yeah that is so interesting the the three different offices and how different they were and how much that says about the different lawyers yep and how like how the energy felt in each one of of those scenes mm-hmm. yeah like in those rooms yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah because laura nerds is like uh, she's got like great tea biscuits mm-hmm. like oh you like the biscuits take some with you it's like modern it's beautiful comfortable yeah. like mm-hmm. it, like not overly feminine but still ha- like it feels like a woman's like, office yeah mm-hmm. and there's just like subtle things like her kicking off her heels to sit on the couch like she was <laughs> 
Yeah, and then Leota's just this shark. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that old, it's like that kind of more like old school, like like uh, Wall Street feeling, like the office was like more like, I don't know, like chrome. and Like a smoker's mm-hmm. parlor. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like, dark like, colors. Yeah. He, wanted, he wanted to be on Mad Men real bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah. the Mad Men lawyer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, like one of my other favorite scenes that I really enjoyed is... Uh, like like they're doing some arbitration or something. All the lawyers are talking. They're like, this is not in the courtroom. They're like in a boardroom. And they're like kind of going at each other. And then an assistant brings up that it's like lunchtime. And everybody just flips into lunch mode. Yep. Where it's <laughs> like... like it's like to the lawyers, these people are just pawns. It's just like bullshit or whatever. Well, it's just another not. day at work for them. Yeah, exactly. it's like that's what their daily that's their daily existence. So it's not it's not so important. Life and death matter to them like it is to the people actually getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's in those moments where like you can look at the two leads, um, Charlie and Nicole, are the characters' names, and just you feel they're like energy being drained from them and like how is this happening to me and like yeah. how do we get here mm-hmm. from that the very beginning of the movie we're like oh we'll just figure it out and i feel mm-hmm. like that's a i feel like that's probably pretty common in separations in some degrees like we'll just figure this out and then it mm-hmm. other people have to come into it and it gets complicated and feelings get hurt and things like that mm-hmm. like l- there's no way around it you just kind of have to accept that that is the reality of how it happens like it's, that's just the process yeah yeah um, I want to. Okay, so we talked about Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to do Johansson next, only because I want to clear out and let you do your Adam Driver rant. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Adam Driver. Uh, yeah. I, well, I. I feel like I. I wa- just want to say before we leave Laura Dern is just like she is just kicking ass and taking names lately. Yeah. Everything she does is so phenomenal, and this character was awesome for her. It was like a blend of some of her like harder characters and softer characters, and I just think it like gave her such a great opportunity to show what she can do, and it was awesome. Yeah, she's been. Yeah. It feels like she's been on the fringe a lot and stuff. Um, like we I, we were talking yesterday about Big Little Lies. I think she was the best part of Big Little Lies season two. Like uh, her character, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even the best part of season one. She she's just like really oh, great. I think Kidman took season one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, honey. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. Uh, um, but I think it's time to Claire give her like let's see her lead a movie. Like I want to see her top yeah. line something. I know she has in the past, but I think it's like it's due time. She's great. I mean, she led in light and she's done she's carried stuff before but mm-hmm. i'd love to see her yeah have something yeah um all right well uh i also thought this was like maybe the best thing i've seen scarlett johansson do mm-hmm. i i think i have to like a- agree just her like how raw she was the entire yeah. time she felt so incredibly real and just like the person that, that she was supposed to be it yeah was- yeah, it was great. Yeah. This is an actor's movie. Like, yeah. the way it is shot, you are, like, on top of their faces for mm-hmm. very long monologues. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has one in particular at the beginning of the movie that's, like, she walks in around this lawyer's office, but it's just, like, one long monologue. Mm-hmm. It does such a nice job of, like, she kind of nails that, like, she's saying this off the top of her head. She's recapping her marriage. She's, like, doing all this, but it's, like, really well performed. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a rehearsed monologue. It feels like somebody, like seem like unraveling their life a little bit yeah yeah mm-hmm. what do you think uh yeah I, th- I thought she was awesome um i was just 
just now when you said it was her best performance, I was trying to like flip back through my yeah, Rolodex of like her performances. And I have such a bad movie memory that I couldn't really, I was trying to think, um, what was that one with, um, oh my gosh, the, <laughs> it was a really, uh, it was like a huge movie. It was very popular. It was very good. It was set in Japan. Lost, Lost in Translation. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. She's, She's very good. Yeah, that. Like, oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. That's like a, like a Scarlett Johansson, like top, yeah but this definitely like rivals it if mm-hmm. anything yeah this movie doesn't work if those two aren't able to um spar the way that they do yeah. it, you know like like they both had to be able to like bring it to this because mm-hmm. uh, the movie is on the weight of on the shoulders of both of their characters i do think it's interesting like the first half of the movie is kind of hers and then it very much feels like it flips into the perspective of charlie which does make sense in many ways like um this is loosely autobiographical um uh so i can understand why it comes from the the point of view of the guy going through the divorce but Mm -hmm. yeah um i guess noah bombach had a had a child with jennifer jason lee and she was out here and he was in new york like doing his stuff and wild yeah and um somewhere little while that was happening you met Greta Gerwig uh mm. I've read articles where they both say like our relationship didn't start until like his marriage was over but I, yeah. I do think like it's one of those things where maybe he met his muse or that sort of thing they were yep. sharing the coast they had a kid together so it does feel like this could be based on very much real life things that were happening to him hmm. interesting yeah uh, I, was, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to say, like, Scar Joe got nominated for this. She's also nominated for Jojo Rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. I think she's great in both of them. Uh, she also does a lot of shoe tying in both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's her new calling card. Yeah, that's she's her new- written into her contract now. She requires a shoe tying scene in yeah. every movie she does. Yeah, I hope Black Widow, when it comes out, the, the Marvel she movie, to- she just ties people's shoes <laughs> throughout it. Just like a little head nod to all the work that she's doing, keeping people from tripping over their shoelaces i remembered what i was gonna say what one thing i loved about their acting for both of them is when they had that huge fight but it was funny i think it's so hard to walk that line where you're completely uh you're completely sincere and you're they were crying and they were you know it was obvious like they were having a fight. They were upset, but it was funny to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've that also been in ma- fights where it's masterful. funny. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I've been in happens. fights where you're like, um, like you're like, you know what? I'm leaving, and you like, uh, uh, as you're leaving, your sunglasses <laughs> fall off, and you step on them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. and you're mad at that, but it's also yeah. kind of like, like fights are funny. Like, like yeah. I used to, boy, I used to get in a lot of trouble uh, in my relationship because, like we'd be fighting and like some of the, the arguments that my partner was making would just make me like i'd start laughing and it would just f- throw fuel on the fire because no one wants to be laughed at during a fight oh, but it was no. like no. my my caveman brain is like this is so ridiculous that we are here that we are yes. like fighting about this that, that like like the things that are being said out loud yeah totally so it felt yeah that that oh. fight felt real but also <laughs> That's when they were. That's when the knives were out the most, mm-hmm. too. You know, mm-hmm. the things he says to her that kind of climax that fight. That really climax <laughs> yeah, that fight. True. Yeah, and then the way that he breaks down, like he's good. He's very <laughs> yeah. good. He's really good. Yeah. Very. Yeah. When when you say it's like an, an actor's movie, you're. I mean, not only are you so right. That's. It's another reason why it's like the whole theater aspect of the movie is fantastic because like. 
it's you're being shown like how actors work and now how actors are doing their shit and and you know in their movie and yeah the whole just like the whole aspect of theater in itself and how Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver both are just like really giving it their all yeah it's interesting um, uh acting like like when you're playing um other like like if you're doing a historical drama or something like that where you have like a body of work to do and kind of look at that 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 acting is challenging like playing real life people like mm-hmm. um uh renee zellweger is playing judy garland that's got to be very tough yep. to like mimic that and play that but i think so to take tough. a brand new text and to make it your own like where mm-hmm. all the choices are what you and the director are kind of coming up with mm-hmm. i want to rewatch this movie just to see some of their acting choices that they made because they would not be the ones that i would think to make yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk driver. <laughs> okay. Let's talk driver. So uh, uh, I will. I'm gonna lead with this. Um, when I first brought up watching this movie, I was like, God, I really want to watch it here. Adam Driver's great in it. He's just like so wonderful. And that set up the Adam Driver the rant, rant. the rant. <laughs> so you want to? Yeah, yeah do I'll it. talk about it. Uh, right. I, lo- I I love Adam Driver. I think he's awesome. I really do. Um, but I have noticed when I talk to men about anything, mm-hmm. about any like movie or TV show that involves Adam Driver, there could be like eight phenomenal Oscar-worthy performances by women, and they'll be like, oh, Adam Driver was awesome in this. And I'm like, dude, he's <laughs> like... It, <laughs> it's it's like, girls that really like it's, launches it, it's yeah, right. it's yeah. what, what started it was the show Girls. I mm-hmm. had a couple conversations with men where they would be like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I've watched Girls before. I really like Adam Driver. And it would just drive me nuts because I'm like... Every woman, first of all, it's a show called Girls. Girls. <laughs> it's about these four young women, and each one of those actors is phenomenal. They're, they have so many awesome performances. I mean, they are so, so good. Mm-hmm. But every dude that talks about it has to only mention Adam Driver. Like, he's the best part of that show. And he was great. And he does, like, he does have that thing where he captures your attention. Like, he has that it factor. So, like, big time. He's, like, yeah. so unattractively attractive yeah and yes that's, and that's yeah. weird and it's intriguing he is very intriguing to watch and i do think he's great but i also think there is there's just a little bit too much um uh what do you call it jacking off to adam driver among men <laughs> that's what you call it <laughs> to the yeah. to the extent that like women are getting ignored if they're if they're uh, in a scene with him yes mm-hmm. and it's not i don't think it's that he's he this is why I, this is why i have the rant i don't mm-hmm. think it's because he's better per se or even more arresting i think it's because because of the way that tv and movies has traditionally featured male protagonists guys don't grow up empathizing with women with Mm. female characters the way that we have had to do when we like nine out of ten movies that i've seen in my lifetime if not 99 out of 100 the protagonist was a male include also tv like yeah also a lot of books like the you know and it's like we learn girls learn how to empathize and put ourselves in the shoes of that protagonist that male protagonist so we relate to the male so i think it's easier for us to watch something and relate to male characters than it is for men to watch something and relate to female characters to put themselves in the shoes of the female character Hmm. so that's what drives me nuts and that's why we need more women in film 
Yeah. <laughs> rant done. But I also say of rant. Yeah. We need more Adam Driver in film. I'm also <laughs> going to say. I agree. I agree. I, yes. I I could watch him. I could continue to watch him every day. Yeah. But he does not need to be the only person in the film that we focus on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was a fantastic rant. It's a good Thanks. rant. It's Thank a good you. rant. Yeah. <laughs> um uh I guess like in closing or in summation, like a couple other things that I just want to talk about is, yeah, this movie's up for quite a few um, Oscars. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I don't think it's going to win any of them. No, probably not. And especially now seeing how like how great 1917 is doing. Yeah. I don't think Marriage Story will be best picture. I think it's it's a real dark horse for that. Um, I, I do think the screenplay is great i think it's well written um but i think parasite will probably take that uh or once upon a time in hollywood in terms of uh original Mm -hmm. um zellweger is the presumptive favorite for judy which i haven't seen uh so i can't say anything about the performance but um i would like to see them spread the wealth a little bit Mm -hmm. i don't know why renee zellweger bugs me but she bugs me sometimes um no I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. really put my finger on it either, but there's there's something. You know what I think it is for this is like she's out there campaigning so hard for this Oscar and this was like when not a very well received movie. Like it can have uh, a great performance in it, but uh it's always nice when the movie's great as well. Yeah. Um and then uh oh, I think Laura Dern will definitely win best supporting actress. There's a lot of momentum for that. Mm-hmm. I hope she does. She took the SAG award last night. Um uh, director, I think there's like a lot of other people in yeah, contention for that. Mm-hmm. And finally, the thing that does bug me is I do think this was Driver's Oscar, and I think it will definitely go to Joaquin for the Joker. And y'all know my <laughs> point of view on the Joker, but I'm gonna say it one more time: that movie is dark and hopeless and mean and nasty, and this movie like is vulnerable and humorous mm-hmm. and, and at times hopeless yeah with a shimmer of hope it's, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. very interesting in that way yeah characters mm-hmm. hit yes. rock bottoms in this and and it, it does reflect like a sadness and 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 a humanity as well but mm-hmm. uh um it's also uplifting though it's it kind of like shows that that like resilient human spirit it's like yeah you can reach rock bottom and your life can still be just fine and that's kind of a, a nice thing to watch yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, and I think uh, uh, my parents got divorced uh, after I was out of college. They got divorced when I was uh, well into adulthood. Um, but years of marriage, like they're better off separate than together. But mm. what is interesting is the times when they are together. It's that they have this language that no one else has because they know each other better than anybody else knows them. For good or bad, they know yeah. each other. Yeah. Uh, hmm. so marriage story <laughs> see it it's been on Netflix for months for, yeah for, uh, a, for a good while now but if you are but. scared to, to watch it um, I, I would say watch it because I think it's got a lot of uh, humor and a lot of humanity in it mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh one other thing that I liked about watching it uh, on our couch here mm-hmm. at home is we paused it a lot during it oh yeah and, and talked I mean, about it that's that, that's another thing like how was it watching it as a couple it, it was it was good. It yeah, was it was fun. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was fun. Like like you said, like we we paused it and would just like kind of talk about like like why mm. this happened or why I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I was a little nervous to watch it with you going into it. Um but 
no, I liked being able to pause it and talk about it and talk about the characters and what we liked and what foolish decisions were being made. And, <laughs> and were you just nervous because you thought it would like put us in a bad mood about relationships? Or yeah. What? yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And having like, you know, gone through a divorce and that kind of thing, like maybe that you would think that I'd be triggered by it or those sorts of things or, or that same thing is like when, when you're in love and you love someone, you don't want to watch a, something fall apart right that exactly awful. well again, that's not the zone we're in so it's yeah. like i don't want to i don't want to think about that yeah. i don't think about <laughs> things falling apart right now <laughs> yeah yeah but maybe that's it is like if you're in a relationship and you're in a rough patch maybe this isn't one to watch mm-hmm. um but, but i agree with that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah great great yeah yeah enough said buddy enough said yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like it's probably not the best thing to do but yeah when you're in like like a uh, you know a nice beautiful healthy relationship it is like awesome to have those conversations and see something that just clearly doesn't work and uh yeah just kind of like live through a little bit yeah yeah and i think like curiously the movie's very much about like like you can love someone but not be in love with them and Mm -hmm. like there is a lot of love at the end of that movie they go full circle they get back to it and and And, or you can be in love with someone and you're not compatible you know you can be in love with someone but it doesn't mean you should be married to them yeah Mm. Ooh, that sounds Ooh. like a good transition Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, into the other movie that we saw this weekend, which was Little Women. Yay. Yeah. We made this a uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, Noah Baumbach weekend because uh, right. they are still a couple and they're competing this year for Best Picture with their uh, two movies. Um, I'll clear it a little bit. What do you think of Little Women? I I enjoyed it. Um <laughs> well, I'm, I'm asking you first. Sorry to put you on the spot, but like you did, you just talked about how like you know there aren't a lot of movies where women are the protagonists, and this features four, mm-hmm. maybe three and a half <laughs> leads. <laughs> Beth, uh, Beth is in and out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I thought it was um it was it was cool. It was fun. Um, uh, for me, it was. I think a lot of a lot of girls read Little Women growing up, and mm-hmm. I don't think I did. I kind of knew the story um, generally, and I think I might have had like a like a simple down version of the book when I was young. So, like for some reason, I knew it, but I don't think I read the whole book. So I kind of knew, like I knew Beth was going to die. I knew the thing about like Joe and Laurie and Laurie mm-hmm. and Amy. Like I knew all that, but just like very surface level. I didn't know any timeline stuff or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I think my experience watching it is a, probably a lot different than a lot of women who grew up on that book because that is a very beloved mm-hmm. story for a lot of girls. Yeah, I um. I did not read this book either. Uh, I was a voracious reader as a kid, but I'm 100% sure that I didn't read this book because the title was Little Women, and uh, <laughs> and I was a brat. Um, yeah. and, and it was a bummer because I think there's this narrative around this movie that I don't believe exists because people are going to see this that like men aren't seeing it. And if men aren't, they should. It's great. It's wonderful. One of my favorite movies from the past decade was Lady Bird. So I was oh, very curious. Phenomenal. Yeah. And when Greta Gerwig's like her next project is going to be a little women remake, it was like, what? You're you could do anything. Like why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And in seeing it, I was like, oh, because you got to like make a period film and and put yeah. your own spin on this story and modernize it a little bit too. Um 
to teach like contemporary lessons in it, which I thought were really nice. Mm-hmm. Do we know when this book was written? No, no, no idea. I would like to know that because it is it is a modern. St- I mean, it's it's set in you know like basically like Civil War ish yeah. time, um, but but all the girl like in varying degrees they all are modern, and I think that's what made the book so neat is that like it's it's kind of these girls that are very they're their own people and they're independent and they're wanting to make a life for themselves in a society where women and girls just didn't have a lot of options other than to get married yeah yeah marry into wealth yeah Mm, that's how you take care of your family Mm -hmm. i think they handled that well too it was kind of like there were some speeches about that that were very like moving and um made a lot of sense but it but it also was kind of like them making the best of it and they weren't they weren't like getting pulled under by that weight Mm. yeah yeah they were still having fun and enjoying their lives yeah and i think um this greta gerwig uh saoirse ronan combo is real good i think they should Mm -hmm. keep working together (laughs) um uh is such a great actress and still so young like i think she Mm -hmm. has a couple uh uh, Academy Award nominations at this point like I could definitely see her being like the Meryl Streep of her generation mm. um, I just see her having a oh, long be... lucrative career yeah. I think yeah. she'll be around for a long time I think so too she mm-hmm. can do a little bit of everything like in Lady Bird she handles herself like herself so well in mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. is a similar similar movie in terms of like I'd say like some of her attitude and her defiance in it oh okay. um, yeah. that's killing but, it, but it's good it's really good um hmm. what else uh the book came out in 1868 by the oh, way oh wow yeah. okay so it was like written it was contemporary when it was written yeah for its time yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah then i think that makes that kind of even more amazing mm-hmm. a that it was even published and that she was she didn't publish it under like a male pseudonym yeah she decided to actually publish it with her name yeah and just i think all of the topics that she addressed were probably pretty no pretty uh unconventional for women to be discussing and wanting to have their own freedom and independence Mm -hmm. yeah this movie also bookends really really well um like the first scene and the closing scene kind of like the first scene earns the closing scene of it um oh perfect yeah yeah it's really nice Mm -hmm. um i thought it was really well directed uh the music in it is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performances at the core, you got another Laura Dern. Yep. Putting in a work. I will say this. Uh, this Laura Dern's great. She's great in this role. This role, this wasn't a juicy role for her. Not a juicy role. This role no. was not juicy at all, really. No, no. <laughs> it's just like a sweet lady. A sweet lady who does good, who does good for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very oh. one-dimensional yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And And that's the funny thing is like we came back from watching it and I, I think I said something to the end of like yeah it was really good it was a very joyful movie no real stakes which uh, <laughs> but it's personal stakes yeah it's yeah. not stakes like car crashes and war but it's like <laughs> it's personal stakes that are very important in an individual's life mm-hmm. yeah and I think like that's the big part of uh, of Joe's story is Throughout this movie, Laurie is pining for her and confesses his love to her. And you're like, oh, like, this is a love story between them. And she very much, like, makes it clear that she doesn't love him that way. And that's not what mm. she's looking for. And 
And then there's a turn in the movie where she convinces herself that she does. And I was so relieved that she went back to that mailbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, right? Oh, that would have been so embarrassing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Marcy hates to... Uh, Marcy will pause or not finish a movie if she's worried about a character about to be embarrassed. It's true. When, when oh. the, inevitably the character is about to just make that terrible choice, I can't... I have to stop watching... I, I understand because you only, you get like frozen in embarrassment for that. Yes. It's so oh. painful to watch those things. That you'll, she just won't revisit a property. She'll just be like, oh, oh too I'm embarrassing. Done. I'm done. I'm gonna imagine my own ending. So I was watching that part and I was like, oh, Marcy, my <laughs> the theater right now. Yeah. I was really nervous. You would have had to come oh, out man. to the lobby and be like, she, she got the letter out. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, she didn't yeah, send it. Yeah. Come back. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, other good performances in there. Uh, I wish Amy was here because she could correct how I say this last name. Florence no. Puh? Pew? Oh, Pew? Pug H? Possibly yeah. Pew. Uh, she's great. Yeah, she was great. She has she has that that like uh, that thing where you just when I, uh, you just want to watch her. You just she drew mm-hmm. my eye to yeah. her in whatever scene she was in. Yeah, she really is. Was she the one in Midsummer? Yeah, Midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's very watchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that energy, that it factor. It's it is weird, but it definitely exists. You can't really put your finger on it. It's not yeah. like she was necessarily out acting anyone or or more beautiful than the others, but it was kind of like my eye was just like, oh, what's she up to? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> it is. She's got. She's got it. It's that yeah. thing. It's that mm-hmm. it factor. But like, she is just watchable and interesting, and, and you're drawn to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Timothy Chalamet got an okay from Marcy. Yeah, you know, he was fine. He's not my favorite. I don't know why. Uh, I do have a never trust a Tim policy, so maybe that's part of it. <laughs> Based on experience of my friends and of, of my personal experience. Um, but I don't I don't really think that's it. I just, um, I don't know. I uh, Maybe it's because I don't personally, like, find him phys- that physically attractive. Um so so maybe i'm kind of like yeah don't marry him it's fine you know i'm not like super (laughs) i'm not into him so i'm like it's okay if if she's not into him either i don't know um it's funny because the the first moment he appears in this movie and kind of smiles at her i was like oh i get what every young girl who has a crush (laughs) like he's just like you you just developed a crush in that moment yeah he's (laughs) he's the same as like uh florence (laughs) in that like i just think he just radiates this charm and this mm-hmm. like oh weasley charm too where you're like you're the you're not good for me you're like yeah. you're not you're well, maybe that's it maybe i'm too old to be drawn in by that yeah. I th- maybe if i no. were like 15 or 20 <laughs> you know he's a even, tim I, you're yeah. not gonna fall for that i know tim. he's a tim now yeah. I, if i were 15 and 20 i would have gotten sucked in by the tim but not not these days <laughs> yeah he's just that like scoundrel that even like like guys that i would be friend where i'm like oh like you're fun but you're trouble you're but yeah but you're, you're gonna be the guy who gets me in trouble with my parents because oh. like you talk us into doing something stupid but mm-hmm. like you just have that magnetic personality yeah he did also that character uh he i don't i'm not quite sure why he stood up um 
what was her name? The Amy. one in Paris, Amy. Like he didn't yeah. stand her up that night for zero reason. I feel like that was never explained. And then he was just back, and she forgave him, and then they got married. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is some uh, some like yada yadaing in the movie where stuff stuff moves. Where you're like, oh, that happened pretty fast. Oh where did that yeah, from? yeah. I was confused. I was confused about the timeline throughout the movie, and it, there were certain oh, things that I was like, wait, so she, so Beth goes to take care of the family. They have a sick baby. She comes. Oh, she goes. She drops off slippers for the old man. She goes to take care of the family. She comes back later the afternoon. That afternoon, the man has already delivered a piano to their house, and she's already sick. She's already like the virus has entered her body and has incubated. Which, like, usually that takes a couple of days. She you gets don't scarlet get fever pretty quick. She gets scarlet fever immediately. Yeah, yeah. the it, the movie is told non linearly, so. Okay. And it does give you one moment where it's like seven years ago and then the rest is up to you to kind of be like, oh, it must be seven years ago again because it's told over the course of like seven years. Yeah. And and because it's only seven years, it's hard. It's kind of hard to um, really place exactly like when something is Yeah, happening. they don't look that different with the exception of one haircut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they look the same. So they it's really like, do. when is yeah. this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but a great movie and uh, we've talked about Oscars quite a bit here. I do feel like uh, quite the snubbing of Greta Gerwig. Like she really directed the hell out of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it will win costumes. The costumes in it were costumes fantastic. Were awesome. Yeah. That was, that was eye candy. That's like the, yeah. the, the car. I, f- speaking on behalf of all women, which I know women appreciate when we do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like the costumes were like the, the car chases, it, they they made me feel uh, the way a car chase might make a guy feel. But, <laughs> I was like, ooh, like this feels so good to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where like uh, I I was I was like into a lot of what the men were wearing, and then I pictured myself like walking into Starbucks or walking to to, <laughs> to teach at UCB or do something like that, and just being yeah, just being immediately made fun of because I wore my best silks and my top hat. <laughs> I felt funny when we left the theater and walked out in our street clothes onto onto like Vermont Avenue and it was just like, oh, and and here's a modern day couple. Like fast forward like <laughs> 200 however many years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just had a weird little feeling of like, oh, that that that's how people used to dress and look and act and now here we are and we're still we're like a couple in love and yeah but we're we're in jeans yeah (laughs) yeah but we're we're in jeans (laughs) um this is another one where i'd love to uh bump todd phillips out of that best director slot and and put another movie that's just full of heart and joy and love and i know that's not the the point of the oscars but um maybe it should be maybe it should be maybe it should maybe it's time for a change yeah time for a change Yeah. yeah um <laughs> so uh I kind of can't wait to see what either of those directors do moving forward especially if they collaborate again and continue to like push each other cuz I think they're two of the more interesting filmmakers out there and I'm glad I got to watch both those movies with you Marcy. Me too. <laughs> it was so romantic. <laughs> it was. Uh well this has been a very romantic podcast <laughs> session. Uh Joe, thanks for being the third wheel. Thank yes, you. of course. Yeah, thank yeah. you for for having me. Thank you Sign. for being the Henry to uh our Charlie and Nicole, but we're healthy and happy. And we're um, not getting mm-hmm. a divorce. We're not, we're not even married. No, we're not even married. Um uh but you're welcome to uh uh, split custody with us if you want to hang out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
Uh, we'll be back next week uh, flying through things with uh, Amy and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, y'all, uh, follow us at uh, fantasyflixleague.com. Start a league. We did our draft this weekend. We did an executive draft, and the first movie to go was Pixar's Soul. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't, weren't you really rooting for Soul? I was. I think Soul, I would have taken it number one if I could have drafted it. I think it's a no brainer for the number one draft of next year. I think it's going to, uh, it's an animated movie. Yeah. It's going to, so animated movies always do well. It's also um, from the same group that brought us Inside Out. So it's going to be a Pixar movie that adults will go. And that's a movie that will mm-hmm. make me cry a lot. Um, and I can see it doing uh, pretty well at the Oscars. So I would encourage people to pick that up. If I'm also sharing stuff, another uh, Timothy Chalamet property that I think is going to do very well is Dune that comes out next Christmas. Hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, there's no Star Wars or superhero pictures this Christmas. So uh, that might be the movie that um, everybody goes to see for big box office crazy things blowing up. Um, No females in it. Great. (laughs) Good. 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 Actually, there's quite a few women in that, including Zendaya. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, Thanks, y'all. Again, follow us at Fantasy Quick League. We'll be back. Bye bye.